Hello and welcome to the You Know How to Live show. My name is Kate Hammer and today we will have Maggie York with us. And before I tell you a little bit about Maggie, I just want to let you know that Today actually marks the end of season one. This is the final episode of the season, and we don't yet have a date set for season two. So in order to not miss a new episode, make sure you're following along. You can do that on Instagram or even wherever you are listening to podcasts. So if you want to check us out on Instagram, the handle is at you know how to live underscore. But back to Maggie. So Maggie is so many wonderful things. She's an interior designer. She's a social media influencer. She's a former client of mine and currently a very close friend. She's a mom of four. She's a Midwest gal. She's a farmer's wife. She's a force of inspiration. I am so excited for you to get to know her and for this conversation that we're going to share with you on making home work for you. Now, wherever you're listening or watching from, I'm so glad that you're tuned in and hanging out. I hope you're ready for my favorite combination of things, hopefully a bit of entertainment, and of course, some takeaways to improve how you work and play and do all the things you do in between. Please take a moment right now to subscribe, follow, leave a comment, or give a five-star review so that we can stay connected. And with that, let's bring in Maggie York. Hi, Maggie York. I can't believe you're here with us today. I know. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. Um, we've known each other for quite some time, and we'll definitely get into that, like how we know each other and, um, and you know, a little bit about how we work together and things like that. But first of all, let's help people just get to know you a little bit. Well, yes, um, we have known each other. It seems like forever now, but um, I'm Maggie and I live in the Midwest, central Illinois, and I'm an interior designer, lifestyle blogger, and I live on a farm, four children, lots of dogs. <laughs> what else do you want to know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Maggie, when I first came across you, it was on Instagram. And what I was really drawn to was uh, how you decorate your home and how you make it feel, not just visually, because everything is absolutely beautiful and um, you just have like a very unique and special way of curating and uh, making spaces feel both uh, airy and sophisticated, but also super approachable and family friendly. So I was really drawn in by that. Um, but then I quickly found out like, oh my goodness, this woman has four children. Some of them are quite young. Um, yeah. She is on a farm. She, uh, you know, has a greenhouse that she works with throughout the year. And you have so much going on, like just this very robust background. And then over the past few years, you have done so much more with influencing as that has just grown generally as an option for creatives and people who have a point of view to put out there. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what your intention was maybe like a couple years ago and then how things have kind of morphed through that time? Yes. Well, it's, I started, um, I've always, I had always dabbled in design and decorating to begin with. And then, you know, several years ago, we started working on this house that we live in, which was my husband's home. He's lived here since he was 13 with the exception of college years. And um, we kind of, that was our first big project working together on this home. And yeah. eventually over time, 
I started helping others. I got questions to help friends and family. And I started doing a lot of that. I helped my aunt and uncle with a beach house of theirs. And mm-hmm. after, from that, I got my first real big client. I started working. Um, so I started working in design. I, I think that was like three years ago, more mm-hmm. full time, two or three years ago. Yeah. And somehow over time, as I've taken on projects and worked on projects, I sort of started doing more and more on Instagram, which kind of has led to this whole other business that I never really had an intention of stepping into. So it's been, it's been a lot of, um, man, it's been a learning experience. I will, I will tell you that much and I learn as I go with it, but it's been really, it's been great. So. Yeah. Everything that I've noticed about how you've grown in your space is that it all just has this very natural quality. Like you said, you were working on your house and making it work for your family and with your particular aesthetic and people notice and they want in on that. And they're like, Hey, you know what? I don't really have an eye like that. Can you help me? And then you share more of that online. And then people are like, well, I'm also noticing what you're wearing as you're showing us these spaces. And I'm also noticing that you have these kids and that like their rooms are really cool or they're playing with something that I'm interested in. And so you've kind of just received all of that feedback and run with it as opposed to, you know, jumping in like, okay, here's what I'm trying to do. And I'm going to just make people come along with me. Like you've just been so able to adapt in the context and, you know, go where people are asking you to go. So yeah, I think that's been, that is something that I love about this whole process is that it wasn't necessarily forced or I wasn't really trying to make that change of direction and it just kind of came and yeah, Yeah. it is a lot of work. Um, But with that being said, it also, you know, it allows me to do more of what I love every day. So yeah. That's been a great bonus to it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can tell, listen, like, first of all, go follow Maggie, Margaret of York on Instagram. You'll see right away everything we're talking about here, like how clear her perspective is. Um, There's just such a clear continuity there. You get this very coastal, traditional vibe. Um, I think there's a ton of curiosity around the role of the influencer for, you know, your typical mom who's just scrolling through Instagram looking for inspiration. Uh, Like, how does it all work? What's going on behind the scenes? Um, You know, for you, Maggie, you come up with these really creative reels. For anyone who's unfamiliar, reels are short videos on Instagram, similar to what you'd see on TikTok. Um, But there, you know, potentially there can be a great deal of planning and even hours of work that can go into 15 or 30 seconds of video. So yeah, it's a ton. For sure. No, we Uh, actually were videoing um, some ads for a brand recently and there were 15 second videos and you think, oh, 15 second videos, five 15 second videos, like no big deal. But that was the longest 15 seconds when we were yep. shooting it, trying to figure out exactly what we were going to do in that 15 seconds. So yeah, it is, it's, I mean, it has its challenges, but it's fun. So totally. But I think yeah. one of the great takeaways that people should get from this episode in particular is that if you are someone who 
has an idea or a vision for yourself and you feel like you're a creative person and you set out in one direction, don't be surprised or even frustrated if you notice that that starts to morph because right. it's very possible that you're just moving in a direction that's better aligned for you or that over the seasons of your life that that will change and adapt to make more sense for who you are. And clearly that's you know what you've done, Maggie, and you've really gone with it and brought us all along on the journey. Well, thank you. I remember, so for those that don't know, Kate and I worked together um, for a period of time while I was doing design. And I remember we were doing goal setting and I had such a hard time setting like this big end goal because I kept thinking in my head, well, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. And I think that's part of my process because not I love goals. Don't get me wrong. But for me, I couldn't set this end goal. I still don't know what it's going to be because I do think it's ever evolving and changing in my situation in particular. And that's okay. It's okay. A lot of people yeah. think that they have to have this certain goal that they have to meet. And that's not always the case. So. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe the intention is more along the lines of staying open and being observant to what's feeling right and what's working. Yeah. I fought that for a long time. And then more recently, I'm like, I'm just going to go with the flow of how things are, how things are happening for me naturally. And it really, when you don't fight it, it, it comes so much easier. So. Oh, let's just give that a beat. When you don't fight it, that it comes so much easier. I think, man, do we put a lot of energy into trying to live into a standard that uh, you know, it's kind of set out for us in society, like, okay, I need to wake up at this certain time. My morning needs to look this one particular way. And my day needs to look like this. And if I don't go to sleep getting these things done, then I don't deserve to feel peace or right. um, But the reality is that as individuals, a great day can look a million different ways. It, totally. And I think you might've been the one to teach me this, that even if I only get that one task done in that day, like I should feel really good about that. And I started yeah. looking at that more and more as I used to think, oh my gosh, I got nothing done today. But then I remember Kate being like, go back and look at everything that you did today. And it may not seem like a lot, but that was a big task and you got it done. Yeah. I, just, I, I think about that often when I think about having a day that maybe didn't go as planned. So yeah. Oh, and gosh, like as for moms, that's most days, yeah. right? Like, stuff yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Especially yeah. during Christmas break when they're home and you really can't get anything done. So, yes, yes. So, if you're listening, we are actually recording this just a couple days before the episode is going to be out. So, when you're going to be actually listening to it, um, that hasn't always been the case for this season, but it means that we get to talk about some things that are a little bit more timely, yes. uh, you know, in terms of the new year. But that yeah. being one of them, that like, oh my goodness, break, oh, challenge. I know, I know. <laughs> So we're back, we're back in school day two. So, so, you know, so far so good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so, so Maggie was talking a little bit about um, how we worked together in the past mm -hmm. and through, you know, running, bumping into each other on Instagram and connecting there and then working together a little bit, we yeah. developed this friendship where we're able to 
understand each other in a context that is not necessarily common. So like for so many friends and family uh, who are very dear to me and who I love very much, um, it's very difficult to describe what it's like to have so much of your business operate online. Right. So for me, like having a friend, having Maggie as a friend has been just an absolute game changer and just knowing like in very few words, I can explain like something that's going on and she knows. Understands. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree with that. And I think that's so important. You need that person that understands it is a whole different world. And it's something my family doesn't relate to or understand. So I yeah. mean, just it is important. I agree. Okay. So a big theme for today's conversation and something that I think Maggie brings to the table better than anyone else I know is kind of like what I was describing earlier about what you see when you go to her Instagram, the approachability of how she crafts a home, this concept that instead of just working on your home, that you're actually making your home work for you. And so let's Maggie, let's talk a little bit about how can someone do that? We, you know, we're looking at our house, we see all these projects, we see all these things that we want to change. Yeah. How do we make our homes work for us? That is such a good question. And I think we really have to take a look at how we live and what our daily routine looks like, because mm -hmm. you need to think about ways that you can make that routine easier for you through mm -hmm. your home. So I don't know, how do you use your home? Maybe you have a large family and it's home base, you know, for mm -hmm. however many children and you know, like in my situation, four children, dogs, husband, it's, yeah. it's home base. That's, you know, maybe you work long hours, you're coming home and you need a sanctuary where you can just kind of sink into something comfortable and have quiet and relax. You know, maybe you entertain a lot, maybe you cook a lot. Think about how your home can work for you and your daily routine. So Thinking about, you know, myself here with a large family, everything in our house is family friendly, like fabrics, rugs, furnishings. It mm -hmm. has to be family and life friendly because we're messy. Four children, dogs. Like I, I woke up yesterday and the dog had been on the new sectional, which is white, and there were paw prints all over it. And, you know, mm -hmm. thankfully I chose this performance fabric. So I knew I could just get a wet damp cloth and wipe it up and it was gone. It was out. So, Wait, so it really worked. It does work. It works. It's so important to, you know, when you are making these selections for your home, when it's, you know, furnishings, fabrics, I really like to select things that I know will withstand the elements of my family in my home. It's mm -hmm. just, we're on a farm. Our mudroom has mud in it. Like, that was hard for me for a while, but that's the purpose of that space. So, yes, that's so true. You know, that's the whole point of a mudroom, right? So yeah. I think, um, you know, we have, life happens. And between children and pets and adults, we are human. We're making messes every day. Like that's just part of life. So mm -hmm. you kind of have to surrender to that. And then make choices for your home that will make life easier when those things happen. And so that's been a big focus around our house. Like I would hate to have something too precious 
yeah. for somebody to sit in, you know, and to be enjoyed because, you know, it was extremely expensive and it's breakable and that just doesn't, that doesn't work in our home. So you're talking about how you can problem solve essentially ahead of time, prevent problems instead of prevent behaviors that are natural to the, how a family is going to operate and constantly be, you know, yelling at people to take off their shoes and do this and do that and get off this couch and whatever, like don't break the lamp instead be intentional about planning your space. I love that one issue though, uh-huh. that we, I think, run into sometimes as moms when we're attempting to make our homes more fr- family-friendly is reliability. So when yeah. something is supposed to be washable and then you right. buy it and it turns out it's not. So one thing I really love, Maggie, that you offer, and again, why I think everyone should be following you at Margaret of York on Instagram is because you actually test these products. So for example, if someone's looking for a white sectional that they can actually sponge off and they don't have to sit there and wonder, is this, you know, seven grand just essentially like, I think I'm getting a washable couch and I'm really not. Right. Right. They can just take your lead on it and just be like having that peace of mind. Yeah. It's going to work. I also think it's really good to research before you purchase So I did a lot of research on, for examples, like my sofa has perennials fabric on it. So I got on their Mm -hmm. website, I spent some time, I watched the videos, I watched the care videos and yeah, they do make it look really easy. So the next step, order a swatch from the company Mm -hmm. and then test it yourself and see how, you know, the elements maybe that you're bringing into your home every day or you might not want to be bringing in, but they are coming, um, Mm -hmm. how easily that those wipe up or clean up for you and see, you know, then you can just put it to the test before you make that big purchase. So. Yeah. Maggie, how does someone, well, some swatches you can just order from a website as your average Joe. How does somebody get a swatch if that's not an option? Um, Well, then they, if, are you saying more like to the trade or Yes. They can contact, you know, if they have a designer, they can contact the designer and the designer can get, you know, order it for them. Or they, there are times I think you can reach out to the company and actually get swatches. But some, some I don't know, that's a tricky question. You're well, I think I, the point that I'm trying to surface yeah. here is that if you haven't worked with an interior designer before, you may not even realize that um, rug samples, that textile samples, yeah. samples are even available to you if you um, if you don't see them online on a website where you can just add them to your right. cart. So and that's most, that always be the case. Yeah, most big box stores, you should be able to get a swatch of the fabric. So cool. I, I, and not only do you want it to see, you know, if it's if you're going to be able to wash it up easily, but it's nice to actually see the color in person. A lot of times online, it's just mm-hmm. not the same. It is not at all the same. I had, for example, I had a um, swatch I thought was a blue I ordered and it was definitely a green. Ooh, so, yeah. And I mean, even photographed, it looks more blue, but in real life it it's green. So yeah, you know, bottom just, line, get the swatch. <laughs> I think, <laughs> So many people jump into these things without a plan. I know it takes more time to order a swatch, but mm-hmm. it really is important. So, 
Yeah. And between just the standard of any furniture that's customized, um, you know, it's made for your order, you're going to be waiting anyways. So what's right. another week? As well. <laughs> yes, exactly. You might as well. So oftentimes we run into this situation where we just have this huge laundry list of projects that we want to approach. How do you recommend someone figure out what to focus on, what to do first? So this kind of goes with what I was just talking about, but also like, I think it's important to identify the stressors in your home and the, the areas that you really, I think, I think it's important to look at the areas that are causing the most problems or issues mm -hmm. yeah. and, you know, start there. Um, but with that being said, I also love just creating a good base throughout the entire home. And I think there's like two ways you can approach this here. Yeah. Um, I think paint is so inexpensive and such an easy way to get started. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have a lot of hardscapes that you need to tackle first. Tell me a little bit about what you mean when you say hardscapes. So like your, your hard surfaces in your house, mm -hmm. so in like your tile, your flooring, um, you know, countertops, cabinetry, um, gotcha. you know, moldings and things like that. It's really good to establish a good base with that first. If you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're doing somewhat of a renovation, maybe you're not, you know, tearing down walls, but you're wanting to refresh the whole space. Mm -hmm. Start with those first, because once you have a good base for your home, you get those hard services, you know, done, finished, mm -hmm. and then you come in and you do your paint and your wallpaper, then it's easier to pull everything together to bring in your furnishings yeah. and your different pieces. Um, so often <laughs> I have met with people and we will be talking about a renovation. And then the next thing I know, they've run out to Target and filled their cart. <laughs> and they're screaming. And they're like, this lamp or this one. And I'm like, we aren't there yet, guys. Hold on. Yes. Let's get the hard stuff down first. Because yeah. that's going to lay the foundation for your home. And so I really think that's a good place to start. Kitchen, obviously, always. I mean, mm -hmm. kitchen is important. Part of the home. But I also see how many people neglect the primary bedroom and they leave that like for last. Yeah. And that is such an important space because that is where we're resting, we're sleeping, we're recovering. Like, you know, make it make it a sanctuary, make it a nice, relaxing space for you. So, yeah, you know, this is so important because I know that when people heard you just talk about filling their card at Target, that that would 100% resonate. We're all guilty of that. Yeah. Well, we all want that quick fix, right? Like we yeah. look on our houses yeah. sometimes and we're like, oh, like I need this to change right now. And we, the truth is we can't like decorate ourselves out of it. We That's have to. We run into a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all are guilty of it, but there will be times that, you know, somebody will get an idea and they're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to create this project. I'm going to do this. And they just jump into it without a plan. Yeah. And then they're just making random purchases and they're not measuring or they're not thinking about scale. And then yeah. they get everything in the space and they're like, this isn't, this isn't working. So Mm -hmm. 
it is really good to have a plan. It yeah. takes more time, but you'll feel better about it when you execute it. So, yeah. So hopefully you're encouraged then to actually, you know, like get your inspiration, go to yeah. Pinterest, go, right. you know, scroll Instagram, but then think first, like Maggie said about what problems do you actually need to solve? What base parts do you actually need to address first before you go into decoration mode? Right. And yeah. And so, and then Maggie, maybe then it's not always the case that it's about which room. Uh, maybe right. sometimes it's about, you know, painting throughout or flooring throughout. Yeah, right? for sure. I really think that that, you know, like I said, that lays the foundation for your home. It's a good base. And then, then you have more direction where to start instead of entering the next room and being like, ugh, you know, I hate this, this and this about it. And it's like the whole room is something that you don't enjoy when the next room is so shiny and pretty. You want yeah. it to flow. You want your transitions to flow. And so if you are doing all of your hardscapes in the beginning and working on your paint all at one time, then things are more likely to flow from one room to the next. And they're mm -hmm. speaking to each other in this way where, and it's just a happier environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm really personally just taking all this to heart. It's making me think a lot about our next steps. And yeah. um, I think I'm definitely guilty of um, like going ham in one particular area and yeah. then having that moment of, okay, well now this is like my new favorite room, but right. I but can't I like just, live in this room. Yeah. Well, it's like, I remember, I've, I've, you know, done the same thing. And I, in the past, I remember robbing one room of all of the beautiful elements. Yes. Oh my gosh. I do there. that too. And then walking back to that room, like, this is so sad now. Yeah. So I don't know. Totally. There are certain items. Yeah. I mean, and I think like you and I have this in common too, because sometimes we move things around for photography or video purposes yes. for our content. Yes. And that's yes. just part of the thing. Mm -hmm. But with certain items, it's like, man, like I really don't know where it's going to land because I just really like, it here and I really like it there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do we need to make another purchase? We need two of them. One and another. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like, there are a couple of accessories. Oh my gosh. I know we both have this book. Um, the Mark D. Sykes beautiful yeah. book. That it's should so just be in every style. room. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like forever toting that one around. Yes. And then the bar cart. The bar cart can bar literally cart. go anywhere. The great thing about the bar cart is it's on wheels. And yeah. if you do follow me, you've seen my bar cart a lot. <laughs> but it's on wheels. So if you're entertaining, you can pull it out to that space. You know, if you need it as a nightstand, you can put it next to your bed. It's on wheels. It's, it's a neutral element. And so it just has been one of those items that has worked so well in my house in so many different spaces. And yeah. when it is January and you're wanting to refresh your spaces, I mean, sometimes it's a good, it's a good thing to start with what you already have, you know, so yeah. you can move things around. You just got to make sure that each room has balance and then you're not walking into that room where that item once was and now sad that it's gone. So, <laughs> you know, yes. Okay. All right. I love this so much to work with so much to think about and ways to just improve our day-to-day -day quality of life. I'm really loving this episode. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what a typical day looks like for you. Okay. Well, if it's not freezing out 
and the kids are in school, typically, well, let's start at the beginning. I wake up at 4.45, which I know. No. Sounds, yes. I know it sounds insanely early, but I go, I do go to bed at like 8.30. So I am okay. getting plenty of sleep right there. <laughs> I'm a morning person and my kids yeah. wake up early. So I have to get a head start. Like if they wake up before me, it's already over. Like it's just, you know, you just, mm -hmm. it's going to be like, oof. So um, I get up at 4.45, make my coffee. I sit in the quiet for a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I usually take a few moments to just sit and think about my day. It's almost like somewhat of a meditation for me. Um, think about how I want my day to look and what I need to do, you know, to have a good day to get through it with the children, thinking about the schedules. And then I usually do my morning post. That's always just been my my routine. I always post first thing in the morning yes. and I check my emails and then I get the kids ready for school, take them to school. Mm -hmm. Then I usually have a workout. So I love nothing more than to just go for a run in my hometown. That mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite things about the morning. Right now it is mm -hmm. so cold. I am not doing that. So <laughs> if I'm not doing that, I'm going to hop on the Peloton or go to a class. So um, mm -hmm. after that, Typically, I just try to get all the hard work done between that time and two o'clock. So that's, yeah. you know, computer work or maybe it's getting ready for a photo shoot or if I'm working on a client project, mm -hmm. you know, all of that's happening during that, during that time. And then once I get the kids home from school, I try really hard to not work as much as possible. I mean, if it's like an email here or there, that's fine. But I'm trying to spend that time with them doing, helping with homework, you know, this after school snack, getting dinner ready, mm -hmm. um, maybe watching a movie with them. And that has been like all along my big, that, that's been important to me because yeah. I wanted to be the one to pick them up at school and then have that time mm -hmm. with them. So. Yeah. And I go to bed at 8.30. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. No joke. That is, oh gosh. Yeah. That sounds actually just blissful. One thing that I've always known about you too, is that you really enjoy the dinner making process, right? Yeah, yeah I do. Um, I'm trying to get back into that a little bit more. So work kind of took over for a while and got to the point where that felt hard. And that was when I was like, okay, I got to change something here because this has always been one of my favorite parts of the day. Like, mm -hmm. on the, you know, a playlist, lighting a candle, maybe mm -hmm. having a glass of wine and cooking. And that that is like the, the evening routine that I love so much. So mm -hmm. that started becoming a chore. I was like, okay, we got to think about things here and slow down a little bit because that is something that I'd really love to do. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I love that too. I think um, I, I share that vision with you and um, and try really hard to operate in the same manner. Um, I've created a schedule to have it be so that I pick up the kids from school and that have that block of time too. You know, I think it's important for people to hear that because, you know, for me at a desk job for many, many years and not getting home yeah. until like six o'clock or something, I, I used to think the only people who got to be with their kids after school were stay at home moms or right. people who didn't work. And, Actually, there is just a lot of nuance and possibility in something in the middle 
Yeah. And, you know, I like that you're kind of putting an example out there. You know, you are following um, a dream that you're passionate about. You're watching as it morphs over the years, but the things that are really important to you, your personal values, you're maintaining. And when you notice that things are getting out of sync, you're making changes to get them back on track. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't, I mean, otherwise overall, then everything just kind of falls apart. I mean, not falls apart, but you know, you need, you need that balance to keep every area of your life, life healthy. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And doing what works for you specifically as an individual, you know, the 445 wake up and the 830 bedtime work well with, you know, how your body functions like that is feels healthy for you. And, um, and you've taken time to really identify that and to identify that routine of getting ready, having the quiet time, being awake before the kids are awake, that routine of exercising once the kids are dropped off. I mean, you've been doing these things since for as many years as I've known you. Um, and I think sometimes when someone hasn't found their groove yet, Mm -hmm. um, we look first to, what should I do versus like what will really work for me and for my family? And um, I love how your example is a little bit untraditional. You know what I mean? Like it's even earlier than someone might think, but you know what? That works for you. It works for me for sure. So as long as you're getting your eight hours of sleep, actually it's probably more like seven most of the time, but (laughs) make sure you're resting. So yeah. yeah, Sure. Yes. Okay. So it was awesome hearing about your day and I think really encouraging. Let's move into the next segment, which is called This or That. Yes. Yes. Okay. So just tell me the answer that seems most right on for you. Maybe both are, you know, have some truth to them, but let's pick a favorite. Okay. Okay. Read a book or listen to a playlist. Oh, gosh. Okay. This is tough because I love both. So I think I would love to turn on a good playlist and then read a really good coffee table book while I'm listening to that playlist, like a good design book, Ooh. like a beautiful coffee table yes. full of interiors. Does that count as reading? <laughs> Actually, yes. And that's a great idea. And I should try that. Yes. I know. <laughs> it's lovely. So yeah, just like a full sensory experience. Yes. 100%. Light a candle. Yes. Yes. Cup of coffee. I mean, perfect Saturday morning, right? Yeah, actually. That sounds great. Okay. Um, I am who I am or I'm always evolving. I'd say I'm always evolving. I think that a hundred percent, just always, always something new is always changing, coming up. And I like that. So yeah, yeah, totally. Keeps things interesting, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, go on an adventure or stay in and relax. Oh gosh, probably stay in and relax. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I I am a homebody through and through, so I, I would stay in. Yeah. Okay, yeah. rewatch favorites or search for a new show. Rewatch favorites for sure. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm actually kind of surprised by that one. Is there <laughs> one that comes to mind though? Oh gosh. Um. Well, you've got mail is always just like easy to turn on yeah. either while you're working or wanting to just sit and watch and just, you know, we actually, mm-hmm. we, in the winter, we watch a lot of 
old classic movies. Actually, we just watched Baby Boom the other day, which is such an old one with oh. Diane Keaton. So funny. Yeah. It's such a good movie, but it's so funny with like the 80s saxophone playing in every scene. <laughs> Yeah, but no, we love we love watching old movies and we love introducing them to our kids too. So if they're appropriate, that is. Yeah, that is so fun. You know, it's so funny yeah. because I think there's so much that we miss when we're kids that um, then like watching the movie back as an adult, we realize like, okay, there's a lot going on here that I didn't right. realize because the yeah. last time I saw this, I was nine and right. I didn't understand that they were talking about this naughty thing. <laughs> Totally. That totally happens. No, we, yeah. um, we watched Father of the Bride with our kids the other day and they loved it. They loved that movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm writing this down right now. Yeah. That yeah. is so fun. Yes. And then my daughter went like proceeded to binge watch, you know, Father of the Bride 2. And then Nancy Myers did the third last year, the the like really short film that she did last year. Oh, Father yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. there actually was one or it was last fall. I had this like two months where I turned on a fun classic movie in the background while I was working every day. And like I did a different one every day. It was like going to dry bar, but in the office. <laughs> yeah. Chick flicks playing. Yeah. So, I love that. That's like, that's yeah. some really nice background. That really sets a tone. It, it did. And I was, I mean, I was definitely like selective with what I was watching. Mm -hmm. I had to have like a really great set be inspiring but no it was it was fun so mm -hmm. anyway. I love that yeah okay cool all right <clears throat> the more the merrier or more fun with the fewer oh gosh okay well I want to say the more the merrier but not really <laughs> 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 I don't like to exclude people ever ever right. ever um but I really like small crowds. Like I would choose an intimate dinner over a big party any day. So yeah. I don't know. Fewer. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So um, here for humor or please be serious. Oh, humor. We all need to laugh. We need to laugh more. So yeah. Humor. And I can't <laughs> be too serious. So. Okay, so we're going to jump into rapid fire. Uh, yes. I'm just going to ask you a few short okay. questions so that we get to hear about mm -hmm. um, some of your favorite things and recommendations. Okay. So what is something that you have read lately that you would recommend? Oh, um, well, I'm currently reading a book by Lala Delia called Vibrate Higher, Higher Daily. Um, and I... I love it. It's about living with intention through um, vibrational based livings, like the power of your thoughts and choosing the positive energies over the negative and uh -huh. how it affects your daily life. So that that's a great book. It's a fast read. Um, and I would definitely like I'm almost finished with it, but I would definitely recommend that for everybody. Anybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm for sure going to read it then. You've yeah. never steered me wrong. I've I've actually had quite a few book recommendations from Maggie that I've loved. So yeah. if you're listening, you've got to pick it up too. Because I don't read that often. <laughs> but yeah. So when well, I do you've recommended a few that I've loved. Like um I know Bradsky, who was yes. a guest very recently on the show. You're the that. one that who great. told me about Fair Play. Yes, yes, that was a great book. So I'm excited to start her next book. So yes, find your unicorn space. Yes. For sure. Which is very much in line with 
what this yeah. podcast is all about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would agree. So. Yes. Okay. What is something that you've watched recently that you've enjoyed? Oh gosh. Um, okay. I am, this is like cheesy. Go for it. Thoughtless, but I'm Emily in Paris. So I'm in the second season right now and I do it when I'm folding laundry. I watch it. It's like an easy, yeah. you know, I, I'm there for the fun fashion and it's, it's yeah. just a good, easy show to watch. So. Yeah, it's, it is super fun. I've seen the, I saw the first season and mm -hmm. I've actually been waiting to start the second oh, so one yeah. um, because I have a feeling I'm going to want to like fly through it. I know it is. It does go quickly. They're shorter, they're shorter episodes. So, but yeah, do that while I fold laundry. So then I don't like feel as guilty about taking that time to watch something. But oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that is a fun one. Yeah, and Lily Collins is adorable. She's adorable for sure. So yeah, yeah. what's not to love? Okay. Yeah. Um, now, outside of your primary work that we kind of talked about so far. Is there any hobby or interest that you've been getting into lately? Oh gosh. I feel like I have a million. Um, oh, that's a great answer. I actually love that. <laughs> I hear like, well, I don't, well, I don't know. Okay. I, my mom taught me to needle point when I was a little girl. So mm -hmm. that is always something I love to do. If I have the time, it's very relaxing to me. Um, I love working in the yard. It's too cold right now, but we do have a greenhouse. So working in the greenhouse, if I get a chance to go out there. Um, but I do love working in the yard, planting flowers. Like that's always, I don't know, just something about being outside and working in the soil. It's just a good, good feeling. And I love cooking and I love, I love, you know, exercising and mm -hmm. things yeah. like that. So, yeah. Yeah. A lady with many interests. Yes. Oh, recently, during the pandemic, my mom um, taught me how to play Mahjong. So Saturday nights, we were getting together, my mom, my aunt, and my sister and I, and doing that. And that was a lot of fun. We haven't played in a while, but that was fun. That, I love everything about that. Like, yeah, the whole vibe, the whole aesthetic. Yeah. I remember learning about Mahjong a little bit, reading an Amy Tan book. <clears throat> many, many years ago, like probably two decades ago, yeah. and being very enamored. It's fun. It's addicting. It's a lot of fun to play. So. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. what was it in recently? Um, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Did you yes. ever see that movie? Yes. That's a fabulous movie. Yes. Yeah. Also Maybe very visually stunning. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But yeah. I remember seeing Mahjong again there and being like, oh, yeah. I want to know how to do it. So is it challenging? Like, how long does it take to learn? Mm -hmm. I was really surprised that I picked up as quickly as I did. At mm -hmm. first, it felt overwhelming. To me, I was like, oh, but no, you pick up quicker than you think. And it's it's a lot of fun. So especially if you're playing with, you know, if you have a fun group of people to play with, it's fun. Yeah. Always key for a game night. For sure. So, yeah. Love yes. it. Yes. Okay. Is there some favorite thing, a product, an app, a tool, something that you would recommend to a friend or a colleague that just improves life? I should like have a handful of these off the top of my head, but um, I don't There's know. There's one I can think of because you were just holding it a minute ago. What was that? A fantastic Stanley Thermos, I believe. Oh, yes. No, this is the best. <laughs> it's huge. I love this so much. Um, also, you know what I, this is really silly, but recently mm -hmm. I 
my mom gave me this little stand to put my phone on. And I don't know why, but that I feel like that at my desk has been a big improvement rather than my phone laying flat here. Um, yeah. I mean, I should have like my coffee frother, my milk frother. I, I couldn't go without that each day. Like that is one of my favorite things in the morning. So yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. What a quality of life win that yeah. is so simple. Love of I know. I know. <laughs> okay. So we think we kind of know a person when we get to see their life play out to some degree on Instagram or on social media, whatever. So I love this question because it kind of reminds us that there's just, there's more behind the scenes. There's just always more. So what is something that people would be surprised to learn about you? I am terrified of heights. Terrified. Terrified of heights. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know, like, that's crazy, but no, I am. I really am scared of heights. Um, so much that one time on site, I was at a site visit. My husband was with me, and I had to climb a ladder to go up to the second floor, which I think was only a 10-foot ceiling. So I'm only 10 feet off the the ground, but I could not go back down the ladder. I was, I mean, like I froze. I couldn't do it. I panicked, yeah. like panic set. And so my husband got a forklift and put a pallet on it and came over because there was no wall up still. Yeah. Came over. They put me on the pallet on the forklift. and oh my gosh. Down. <laughs> Can't do it. I mean, like I will freeze. I will panic. I will freeze. I, I, and this happens a lot at site visits actually. So when I get up on the second floor and the railings aren't up yet and the walls aren't up yet, I, I get very, like, I don't even know what the word is, but panicky. Yeah. As I was going yeah, to say, panic. I'm more like having a <laughs> panic attack, but I like, I get nervous, like really kind of scared nervous. So yeah, I'm terrified of heights. I just, yeah. Actually question then, when mm-hmm. you see other people go to the edge of something, oh. like, does no. that bother you too? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, with my kids, always I've been like that. I just, mm-mm. like, even just at the top of the stairs, I, I panic. So, yeah. Like, step back. Mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. I don't. Yeah. Gentle with that. So, yeah. Okay. This is actually, so I didn't know this about you before just now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is really funny to me, Maggie, because this is actually um, a big thing for my husband, Dan, as well. Dan, if you're listening, I hope you don't kill me. But um, yeah, like one of his hugest pet peeves in life is seeing other people on the edge of something steep. Like it irritates him. No, no. All these people in the Grand Canyon with their phones and they're like, you know, taking a selfie yeah. at the edge of the cliff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just like, can't. why? For what? I don't know. I can't do it. The risk. No. <laughs> I cannot do it. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Okay. So last question. Finish this sentence. You'll never see me. Propelling off a mountain. Skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> Bungee jumping. None of it. No. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I guess you can never be a bachelor contestant. No. Oh, no. No way. 
I mentioned this because the new season just started and it seems like they always have an element of heights. Yes, they do. And I remember when I used to watch it, always thinking, oh my gosh, like I would be so mad if somebody forced me to do that. So, so mad. I can't. No. So. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Maybe I need to work on that. My son got a VR for Christmas and I did do the plank which is like a terrifying, terrifying experience. Like I, I had to like, what is the plank? I have no idea you're talking about. So it's a game on the VR where you are on a, in a skyscraper and you walk out on like a plank (gasps) over, you know, your hundreds of stories up in the air. And it, it, I mean, it just, I start sweating and I was panicking. (laughs) I was like, I can't do it. I cannot do it. And I had to take it off. So. Oh my gosh. But it sounds like pride over therapy. (laughs) I know. Maybe I need to do the VR more often and try to overcome that. <laughs> or maybe you are afraid of the correct things because they're actually dangerous. Oh, right. Oh, I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. I always thought like the, uh, the fear of heights generally uh-huh. is like, well, I, well, I, like I definitely share it. I don't, I wouldn't say like in an yeah. extreme way, but mm-hmm. it, to me, it's like a no brainer. Like you yeah. should be afraid of, falling to your death. <laughs> right. I know. And I think for me, I didn't realize how afraid I was of heights until I was an adult and going like on these site visits and then realizing that there's no railing and looking down two stories and oh yeah, it, it would like set in where I'd be like, I, like suddenly I would kind of get almost vertigo-y. I, it's yeah. strange. I didn't realize it until like more recently, but nope, yeah. not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. Oh my goodness. Nope. (laughs) Well, I'm really happy that you did do this podcast episode today. It's been such a treat. Thank you so much. This was so fun. All right. First podcast ever. So thank you. I was so glad it was with you. Such an honor. Hopefully you'll be back in the future. Yes, for sure. You can connect with Maggie York on Instagram at Margaret of York. To get incredible home and lifestyle inspiration, as well as incredibly practical tips on making your home work for you with practical strategies and beautiful styling. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed your time with us today, please share this episode with a friend, then subscribe, follow, leave a comment, or give us a five-star review. As I mentioned, this episode marks the end of season one, but I'll be back before you know it with more chats with top authors, experts, and influential personalities. We'll be serving up simplified applied psychology, habit theory, and quality of life tips and tricks that you can put into action right away. Until season two, I'm Kate Hammer, and you know how to live.